Chris Landry, Mondays 4 to 4.30 on Twitter at LandryFootball. LandryFootball.com is the website. Chris, welcome in, sir. How you doing? I'm doing good, Jake. How are you doing? Doing good. I figured we'd talk a little college football and then uh, got a couple NFL questions, uh, like always, at the end. Chris, I want to kind of talk about, like, you know, biggest hurdles for teams. And I want to start with LSU. And, you know, it could be a position unit in your mind, maybe a schedule, you know, a, a point in time in the schedule. But for LSU, LSU, let's start there. They're getting a lot of love, as they should nationally. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, just for, for fun, where the media pegs them at SEC Media Days. Some will probably have them to win the West. Some maybe even to win the SEC. Uh, they got a really good team. But what is the biggest hurdle for LSU to meet those expectations this year in your mind? Well, I think it's always difficult when when much is expected of you to kind of live up to that. So, like last year, not much was expected. Well, it's the first year for Brian Kelly, and they're not going to be very good. I mean, they'll be okay. They'll be good. Not going to be as good as – they ended up being that was the narrative now the narrative is just what you said got the best quarterback room in the sec most proven got two guys that are capable starters in the sec uh that i think uh at least in the case of one is proven to be very good and another when he's had the chance has looked very good so there's much is expected of them yet if you still look at the roster it's not georgia it's not alabama as a total roster so it is meeting the expectations with maybe the roster not being as good or as balanced. So how do they deal with injuries, particularly up front in the the defensive line? I think the offensive line will be good. I think there's enough playmakers, um, but they're not as deep. As discussed in the past, the roster was left in such a bad shape with when uh, Orgeron left that they're still behind in terms of getting the overall depth put into place so yes there's talent is there as much talent as say georgia and alabama no but they do have maybe more proven quarterback room which is why i think some people are going to pick them to maybe win it well when you are picked to win it there's that expectation that if you don't win you know uh 11 games you know 10 um at the worst that's going to be disappointment I, i you know i still think this team is good but I don't know that I would put them as the favorites. Uh, I think they could get there, but I think they're going to need a lot of breaks because I don't think they're as deep as other teams. Chris Landry, excuse me, Chris Landry on your radio Monday edition of the program. Let's step inside the state of Mississippi. Zach Arnett, year one, Mississippi State. Uh, obviously, he's got an experienced quarterback in Will Rogers back. They got some good pieces defensively. Uh, you know they're going to run the football more than they have in the last three or four years. Uh, you know, got to go back prior to Mike Leach. Got to go back to Joe Moorhead. Uh, but to get to that expectation, six wins, seven wins, maybe even eight wins. I mean, we forget Mississippi State won nine ball games last year. What's the biggest mm-hmm. hurdle for this staff this year? Well, I think it's kind of a long-term situation because I think this year it's obviously it's going to be a different look. And well, how how much of a different look? Meaning, when you make a drastic change, which I think Zach wants to do in terms of the offense. Do you make it too quick, too, I mean, too fast, too quick, and where it's a tougher transition, and maybe you take a step back and maybe you win five or six games? That would be very difficult. And oh, well, he's not a head coaching material. You're going to get a lot of that. I think there is a little bit of that adjustment period. So 
do you kind of make those changes gradually? It doesn't look like he's going to do that. He will run the football more. How good will they be running it? They'll be improved defensively, statistically. I would think. Why? Because they're going to run the football, have a little different style. When people are going to look at, well, the offense is not as good. They're not throwing as many yards. Well, I can tell you that right now that's not going to be the case. So, you know, it's going to come down to wins and losses. And, again, I think there's an expectation that, well, you won nine last year. and You know, Mike did. And, you know, uh, can you do it? And, and so I think if they win seven, you know, there won't be a panic, but I think there'll be disappointment. I think that's kind of about where they are. And so I think that's difficult to meet expectations when, again, the expectations are a little bit higher. And I think the transition is probably, if given the time and he can do things and implement things the right way, I think they're going to have a positive effect of being more consistent. But I think that's probably a year or two down the road, and it's going to only come with recruiting and development. And I think that it's a little bit too early to determine those things this year because a lot of it's going to be, if they do win, well, Mike left them in a really good situation. If they win eight or nine again, that's going to be the narrative. I think, again, got a situation at quarterback that can be pretty good. Let's see how well they run the football and how much it helps the defense. I think that's going to be key. You know, um, beating Ole Miss last year. I mean, you just, all those things, can you replicate those things? If you don't, then there's going to be the initial narrative, maybe not locally, but narrative uh, nationally. Well, it's not as good as it, well, I, I don't think you can be. I don't think he can be Mike. I think he has to be himself, and I think we need to give that time for it to settle in. And I think this year's not going to be a complete, fair analysis of what he is and what he's going to bring to that program. Speaking of fair analysis or not, Ole Miss uh, Pete Golding comes in year one. Uh, you know they got a really good quarterback room, or it looks like a a solid quarterback room. Uh, with, you know, a starter coming back in Jackson Dart, a guy. And Spencer Sanders, who's played a ton of football, and Walker Howard, probably the future of that program, one of the best running backs in the country. But then after that, you know, defensively, there's some improvement that needs to be made. Uh, who's going to catch the football this year for Lane Kiffin? He'll find those pass catchers. But just a, a brutal schedule going down to Tulane Week 2 at Alabama, at Georgia, at Auburn. Uh, and then, of course, the normal Mississippi States, Arkansas, and Texas A&M. So this team could be better, but the record may not actually show it. You nailed it, uh, and and now it's kind of well. What do the Ole Miss fans think, and what is maybe the narrative with Lane? Okay, look, um, this is what we expect every year now, and I think that is a challenge. I think that Lane has found his niche and has with this program of how he's going to bring guys from the portal into the system. And I think his offense is very flexible on how he can find ways to get ball in the hands of playmakers. The key is going to be, you hit it, is defensively. They're not going to get better on defense until they get better players on defense and get more of them. And I think they've put a couple of pieces in play, but I don't think they have enough of it. Look, if you're going to be consistently good, you've got to be able to play good enough defense to stop the, these very prolific offenses that are in the league or else you're constantly trying to outscore people. And I just think that can only take you so far. So I think that Pete is um, a little bit more creative and maybe more of a gambling style, which is what Lane wants because he, you know, for Lane, it's about his offense and he's the head coach and the offensive guru. So 
it's about defense. Get the ball back to me. And, and if it can, you know, by creating more pressure, simulating pressure, being more aggressive, uh, you know, that's what Lane wants. Is that the most sound way? No, but you, I think it's a way to maybe find an opportunity to get a few more possessions uh, here or there that can, that can make a difference. To, but that's kind of how Lane's style is. What I want to see for Lane is the the creativity that he has on offense. I think you've got to have more of a commitment to, you know, getting better players on defense and focusing more on there. If I was going to make a comparison, and Ole Miss is not Oklahoma and it's not USC, uh, traditionally, historically, or, or the resources in terms of recruiting, but to me, much like Lincoln Riley has failed to put enough emphasis on the defensive side, recruiting, how they practice, all of those things, um, that is also an issue with Lane. He's got to put more of an emphasis on that. And at a program where it's traditionally not one of the powers in the SEC, you know, now the expectation is, well, you should be able to win nine a year there. Well, I think winning nine a year at Ole Miss is not a realistic expectation. So I think it's always, you know, if that expectation for the fan base is that, more often than not, they may not meet that. So I think that challenge is going to be there for Lane. Can he continue to do it? And I think that's why he flirted with, you know, and will continue to flirt with maybe other jobs going forward because I think he feels like, there's a ceiling at Ole Miss in terms of resources, and while they may have expanded things with NLI, it's not one of the top ten programs resource-wise in the country. Yet, I think people feel like, well, we're giving you more money. You won nine games. Well, you should be able to win ten or eleven now. It's not realistic. So I think that's going to be the challenge for him this year and beyond. 